Max Crosby, he's going to come in at the end, punch it out. Holmes is sacked by Crosby, his second of the game. y'all what is up welcome back to our huddle this is the rush with the one and only max crosby i'm your co-host brogan roback and we got our two boys that we love with our whole hearts dt creel in the studio with us we welcome you guys back before we get ahead of ourselves like subscribe comment down below we appreciate you guys the journey wouldn't be the journey if it was without you so thank you you're pushing us along further and further blessed to have you on the journey with us so Keep commenting. We have great questions weekly. The boy, Max, will answer them personally. And we will also be announcing our winners to our jersey giveaway. Two times, two times today. So keep watching. Don't turn it off. Tune in. Really lock in. And we got something special cooking for you guys. So it is November 20th, I believe. Week 11, uh, the Raiders took on the Miami Dolphins at Hard Rock Stadium. Miami, beautiful Miami. Um, final score, 20-13. to 13. Dolphins came on top. Um, we got the boy Mad Max here. Six tackles, one sack, TFL, a pass deflection, two QB hits. Pretty much just reading off a stat line that seems to be every single week just completely disrupting the game. More impo- importantly, harassing your favorite quarterback. So, Max, I'm going to kick it over to you, brother. Just some thoughts on the game. We appreciate you getting, getting on and uh, showing some love to the fans after a long flight. No doubt, no doubt. Um, today was, I feel like, regardless of the outcome, was a, a big step in the right direction. Um, getting in the locker room after the game, um, you know, typically, you know, in these last couple seasons after a loss like that, it was, you know, everyone's down, everyone's, you know, it just, it was bad, bad vibes overall. So um, today it was a complete opposite. You know, everybody was more disappointed that we didn't, capitalize when we you know we had our opportunities you know overall I feel like we did we did enough to go win that game but defensively you know they had yardage they gained a lot of yards they did a lot of quick game a lot of you know throw it out in the flat a lot of things but overall having three turnovers you know when they had to pass the ball you know we got good pressure on Tua and um you know it's just tough you know it's a tough loss but at the end of the day everybody was in the locker room everyone's got even closer and, um, you know, I feel like this is going to be a big step in the right direction, you know, leading into KC week. Yeah, people talk like they don't they don't like to say moral victories. I know people t- t- trend and tend to, uh, you know, walk that line lightly. But with you guys, um, I think I even saw Hunter Renfro say something after the game that this isn't like last year or any other time in the past. Um, there are positives to take from it. You, normally a team can derail from a loss like this, but you guys are still in the hunt, right? You guys are still at chasing your dreams. There's a lot of aspirations that can still be uh, obtainable. Um, is that something new with you guys that you just have seen with the locker room, with your teammates? Is it something AP's brought with you guys? But how come you guys can take things to learn from in a positive light um, this week that you haven't been able to do in the past? Yeah, you know, I feel like just – AP, you know, it starts with AP, you know, uh, being a head coach now, he uh, he just leads in a way that makes you want to go out there and perform at your best. And uh, when you have a guy like that who understands us, knows what we go through, um, it's really cool and special. So in the locker room, it wasn't, oh, we're, you know, all a bunch of sad faces and AP being upset. It was the complete opposite. You know, we all looked at each other. We're like, 
we're this close. Like we going on the road, a tough team, the number one offense, you know, in the league technically, um, statistically. So, yeah, you know, there was a lot of things we could have done better. But at the end of the day, we kept, we, you know, we kept fighting. Uh, we traveled all the way across the country and held, you know, the Dolphins to 20 points in their crib. And like offensively, there's a couple little plays that, you know, we could have made and, you know, everybody addressed them and everybody, you know, wanted to make those plays for each other. And like, you could just see everybody getting closer and closer and, you know, doing things together. And it wasn't like a sad ass plane ride back. Like everybody was talking to each other, standing up, talking, doing our thing. And like, it just, you know, I feel like, like I said before, it's just a step in the right direction. You know, there's no such thing as moral victories. Just wins and losses as simple as that. Shout out to Meek Mill. But at the end of the day, um, we know where we're going. And uh, this is, you know, it's just a bump in the road. We got to keep moving forward and stay together. And I feel like, you know, we can go out there and beat anybody. Yeah. And in the right direction is definitely uh, what you guys are doing. And I know game balls normally go for wins, but I'm going to give a game ball. The rush, we always get to give a game ball. And a unit that is trending in the right direction is you guys. The defensive side of the ball, man, we talked about it last week. You guys um, went toe-to-toe obviously with the Jets, a great defense, and you guys proved yourself. Now you go out there against the number one ranked in the NFL offense, that is, with the Dolphins. And Tua, and they got a lot of talent, Tyreek, mutant. Um, for you guys, game ball is going to go to you guys. Can you just talk about continuously? Pat Graham has you guys playing at an all-time high. He's known for this. I mean, he did it with the Giants, I think, what, last year? Um, or whenever he did come ago. A couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. So um, – Offenses have been struggling for teams that he's been on. Not saying you guys are, but he has the defense cooking. You guys are doing it again. What's working for you guys? What what do you guys have? Uh, what are you guys hanging your hat on, so to speak, moving forward? Um, you know, it's like I talked about, like that feeling in the locker room where everyone's getting closer. Like that's how we feel as a defense. Like everybody's super close, and we trust the guy next to us. And you just see our D line. You know, it starts up front. You know, he talks about it. it's the O line and then D line. Like it starts up front, regardless of whatever, you know, what, if you're playing in middle school, you got a dominant O-line and D-line, you're going to have a chance to win. And like, it really starts with us. And we take that, you know, take that really seriously. And um, our group, you know, starts with us. And then you got guys like Spillane and Diablo and Luke Masterson, you know, going out there, getting a freaking uh, force fumble right out the gate. Um, and then you got the DBs that are just tight knit. Um, we got, a, you know, a bunch of different group of guys that are from all different places um, you know, but the D line, you know, we call ourselves some misfits and, you know, we're from all different type of, you know, regimes and backgrounds and all different type of things, but we're all staying together and we all got our own personal story. So, uh, we're really feeding off that. And just as a defense, man, the communication is incredible. Um, you know, we look, we were on the plane. We're like, listen, there, we could be even better. And like, there's a couple plays, like we had a couple penalties, a couple things like that, that could have, you know, changed the game. And, um, it just shows that we're going in the right direction and, Right now, um, especially this time of the year, November, December, that's when the trenches come alive. And if you're dominant in the trenches, uh, you're going to have a really good chance to win. So I know this defense is, is, is going the right direction and we're, you know, we're cooking. And, you know, Pat Graham starts with him calling the plays, uh, doing his thing. And, uh, you know, he, he, he was uh, obviously upset after the game, but I told him, like, I, I had to, like, cut him off. He's like, I could have been better. I'm like, coach, listen, we all know that. We all could be better. I could be better, everybody. But we know where we're going. There's no, it's over with, it's done. We got to go play KC and go beat them. And uh, that's what, you know, that's what the plan is. So we're, we're definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, no, you guys have been uh, holding your own there on the defense side of the ball. So obviously diving into the game, 
Um, the perception has been that the offense needs to find its footing, so to speak, right? So you guys go out there. Um, the offense ends up scoring a field goal early from a turnover that you guys created. I believe, uh, what's his name, Manston? Manst- Manster? Masterson. Masterson. Thank you. Thank you. He uh, forced – Thank you. He uh, forced the fumble. You guys go down and get a field goal out of it. Um, and then from that point on, you, uh, Miami goes down and scores on a 75-yard drive or a touchdown, um, resulting in a touchdown, I should say. Um, but for you, the offense goes back out, fires to Devontae. In order to be successful on the offensive side of the ball, Devontae needs to start cooking, right? Yeah. So getting him involved early, he ends up just big boy in that dude, right on top of his head pretty much, essentially. Great ball from Farva, our personal favorite. Um, how did that help you guys? Going two for two in a drive, scoring points from a defensive mindset. Um, oh. Does it help with the offense going out there and performing that well early? Does it free you guys up on the defensive end where you can just pin your ears back? Yeah, no doubt. You know, uh, we kind of, you know, football is complimentary. You know, everybody says complimentary football is how you win. It's, uh, it's, you know, cliche, but it's the truth. You know, when your offense is cooking, it gives the defense – you know, more predictable situations. So um, we knew, you know, it's it's almost the same story every single week. They're going to try to get the ball out quick, try to get the run game going. Uh, you know, they're sending, you know, sending the heat at me um, and just trying to trying to get the quarterbacks rolling. And uh, for us, it's, it's our job to stop them. So, uh, you know, you got to give a big credit to the guys. Like, regardless of the ball's coming out, you got to get, you know, our hands on the ball. I think we had two, uh, you know, two batted balls in the first half. Um and just made them, you know, made them uncomfortable. At the end of the day, like, they're a really good offense. They got, you know, crazy talent. Like, Tyreek, like you said, he's a mutant. Like, mutant. we were talking about on the plane. Like, I've never seen a human move like that. Like, I literally, <laughs> in my life, like, it's not even, it's like a video game. Um, and, uh, you know, for us, it's just. What it's makes him so good, though? Just, like, the way he moves out there, his speed. Like, you know, Devontae, he's a route runner, route running yeah. god, right? But what Tyreek, he makes everyone Tyreke look is, like kids. Bro, he's just as fast as he is quick. And he's the fastest fucking dude in the league. So when you're just as quick, it's just a scary, scary combination. Um, you could, you know, send double teams and things like that. But he's, regardless, they're going to find ways. And that's a credit to Mike McDaniel, too. Like, he puts them at, like, an off-wide position and motion them and do all these different things to try to get him open. And, uh, you know, a guy like that, you're trying to get the ball in his hands at all times. And. Uh, I got so much respect for him. You know, we were chopping it up during the game uh, here and there. But, um, you know, me and Tyreek go way back. Um, He's one of the most, you know, one of the best players pound for pound in the National Football League. So I got a ton of respect for him. And every time I get to see, you know, get to compete against him, it's always, you know, it's always fun for sure. He could be the best. He could be the best player in the NFL right now, honestly. Just the way he's playing and the numbers he's putting up is ridiculous. That man caught the ball right before he secured the ball. He was already spinning to, to break the two tackles that was, when he busted that first uh, long pass. That man is yeah. – and he's, what, 160? He's little, bro. <laughs> no, he's, he's like little. 190, he's, bro. <laughs> yeah, he might be 180, 185, I would say, but he's just – he's got a different gear than anybody I've so ever seen. So fucking fast. Yeah, it's fucking – it's different, bro. It's he's different. like playing it literally. It's like recess out there, and he's just fooling around on everybody. Like, no, there's literally. no, I don't it's know like, if that had something to do with him being with the Chiefs, but you see the Kelsey do it. It's like they almost don't run routes; they just run to the open spot of the defense, like the weak yeah. parts of the the defensive zone or whatever it may be, and they just have great football IQ. I think that gets 
unnoticed with guys like that. They just think their talent takes over, but he truly knows where to get the ball, what, where are the soft spots in the, in the defense. And honestly, they do a lot of, as you know, Max, but throw those quick screens. They just get the ball out like extended run plays and just let them be great, which where I thought you did a good job of today is putting your hand up, disrupting. I think they try to throw that now screen. Um, yeah. out to the to one of the receivers, I don't know who, but you got your your hand on it, pass deflection, just kind of slowing them down in their process is what I, I saw from you guys a lot today. Very disruptive. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That was the game plan. We knew, um, you know, Tua gets rid of the ball faster than anybody in the league. So as a front, um, it's an ultimate challenge. Uh, but you got you to gotta get them in situations where you can actually pin your ears back and go. And that starts with stopping the run, batting balls down on early downs, things like that, because they're going to do RPOs. It's like basically... They're like run, you know, run plays. They're just yeah. gonna throw it out in the flat and just let their little quick guys get four or five yards every time. Um, so you just gotta find a way to disrupt it and slow it down. And I feel like, you know, like you said, we we did a pretty damn good job of it. So yeah, we're 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 definitely moving in the right direction. Absolutely. And then Matt, with like with like Tua, the first time playing the lefty, how's that? Um, you know, does something change for you schematically and how you attack that? Being now the QB's blind side, when typically the QB can kind of face you frontal and have that vision. Whereas now his back's to you, what, what would you, you know, game plan wise going into that? Big lefty um, slinger. Yeah, yeah, he's a lefty. I think he's, is he the Louis only lefty. lefty in the league right now? I, I was going to say that, but I, I didn't want to, you know, be I wrong. I have to go back on my words, but I'm pretty positive he's the only lefty. Yeah, yeah I think he is. I think he's the only lefty. He's got to be. Is that weird for you guys? Like knowing where he's going to throw the ball? I know the blind side changes. Comes out different, you. right? Yeah, yeah no, it's a, it's a little bit different. You know, majority of the time, you know, I'm, typically on the left. So yeah, you know, I get more opportunities with him not facing me. Um, so yeah, it, it was a little bit different, but he just like, he's not a big dude. Like and I was messing with him on the field when I batted the ball. I'm like, you're too short. You're too short. <laughs> and he's like, I've heard that before. And I'm like, fuck I'm you. I'm I was like, he's like, original. I'm like, I don't care. I was like, you're too small. And uh, he was laughing, but yeah, bro, he gets rid of the ball real fast. He has a quick release. And I was there numerous times right before he got rid of the ball so yeah. he's just one of those guys that um he's Hard smart um yeah. he knows where he's going with the ball and i think just having mcdaniel in his ear every single you know before every single play helps as well and they just got a good dynamic you know and you have two guys like tyreek and waddle that can just fly and then you're who robbie anderson would have chosen, chosen. He has new he's name. so skinny he dude He's yeah, he's <laughs> rail thin, but he could fly as well. Like and their running backs are running four threes as well. So they have literally a track team. So team of great teams like that, you gotta really be, you know, out physical them from you know start to finish. That's a true Florida team. Yeah. They are Terry, that's a good point. Are they would you say that they're um like their offensive scheme is similar to the Niners at all just because he comes from that tree do you see a lot of similarities in that I mean that's a divisional opponent is there something you guys preparation wise can be like can take from the Niners and be like all right they're going to do a lot of similarities here and there yeah no doubt um you know he's like I said he comes from the Shanahan tree um they definitely throw the ball a lot more than the Niners um they you know like I said, like their their pass game is an extension of their run game. So it's like they try to keep you on their toes. They try to do a lot of window dressing and motions and things to try to get your eyes all fucked up. But, um, yeah, when it comes to, like, their run game, like their scheme-wise, like with fullbacks coming in, motioning, chipping, cutting the backside, like things like that, that's what the Niners do. So, um, yeah, it's like it's, it's definitely a little bit different. Like McDaniel, like, gives his little uh, – 
you know, his own spice to it. But yeah, it's, it's similar in a lot of ways. Absolutely. All right. Now my, I, my question for you is we, there's always a lot of hype for Michael Daniel, right? With his creativeness, he's a very outside of the box or out of the box thinker when he's drafting up his offense. Um, is that something that you noticed today or anything specific? Um, you, you, you touched on the motions, you touched on their schemes, right? They're going to pull two to, to replace it with two others far, far more than any other teams do. Right. Talk about that a little bit. And then also follow up to that is, do you think that's the future of the NFL? Are you going to start seeing more of this Shanahan tree ex- expanding and being status quo here in the, in the league? Uh, yeah. You know, with, with his scheme, you know, he tries to make it as difficult as he possibly can. His thing is like, we want the defense to defend every blade of grass. So like people are flying, you get deep routes underneath, like, and he has so much speed that he can do it every single play. So it's the run and pass game. Mostert and the other guy, H, uh, H- how do you pronounce it? HN. He, yeah. They both run four threes, four twos as well. So, like, they're trying to get on the perimeter. They're trying to just attack you in every single way. So, yeah, you know, for me, I, I definitely, you know, I definitely think that Shanahan tree is, you know, elite when it comes to, pat, you know, calling plays. Yeah. So, I would not be surprised if you see more and more of that, you know, type of play because, you know, it lets the quarterback – it lets the quarterback – not have to do all the thinking like yeah. and Shanahan talks about it. Like he talks about, you know, we want, you know, this is what we're looking in this game. Boom, throw the slant in this, throw the out route. Throw the, so like if you are on the same page with your quarterback and he's able to make those throws, um, it just makes it super <clears throat> difficult for the, for the defense. And especially up front, like if you're going against a dominant front, um, it's, it, you know, it's, it's super hard. You, you can win pass rushes and get there and be close and close. But if you're getting rid of the ball at two point, I think it's two point, so, I don't know what do you got to look that up, but it's like 2.8 seconds or 2.2, yeah. like something ridiculously low. I know it's number one in the league. So if they're doing stuff like that all the time, you can win a lot of pass rushes, but they're still getting rid of it. So, um, yeah, you know, it protects your quarterback. And then on top of it, it's super, you know, super dynamic and it works. So, yeah, you know, I got I got so much respect for him. We we chopped it up after the game. I heard uh, somebody sent me, you know, some clips during the week when he was, you know, talking about me um, leading up to the game and. I got to go up to him after I made sure I went and seen him. And uh, he was like, he's like, man, he's like, I've never played against you. He's like, I never coached or I've never coached against you. And he was just like, you're just a different player, man. And he had a lot of good things to say. But, um, you know, a guy like that, like I respect the shit out of him. And you just feel like the players love him. You know what I mean? He's a different cat. Um, but you could tell those guys are playing for him. And uh, that locker room's definitely close. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not surprised that they're doing well because – you know, you got a coach like that, a player's coach that is, a, you know, insane, you know, offensive mind. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to lead to success. I think he, uh, why well, I think he separates himself, obviously his philosophy on the offense side of the ball, but just his communication, like his, the way he communicates with Tua, he's elevated to his play. You talked about it, the scheme of the offense. Um, they eliminate like the progressions being so thorough, you know, like here's your read one, two, get down to your back. Um, they do a really good job of that. For you, Max, everyone wants to know, um, in a locker room, everyone stands strong. But for your guys' offense, what, are, what is the message you as a defense are telling your offense moving forward? 
Um, obviously not outing that they wanted today, but hey, Miami also plays defense too. They got guys who get paid to play ball on that side of the ball too. So granted, they're going to make plays and uh, make it hard for your offense as well. But what's the message from the defense side of the ball to the offense moving forward and how can we get the ball rolling with them? Yeah, AP talks about it, you know, being – you know, being a great team and being on the same page, we got to have guys from the defense go and talk to the offense during practice and vice versa. So um, that's something he pushes a lot. And uh, that's that's really our message is just keeping everybody up. You know, there's at the end of the day, like we had the ball driving, you know, with a chance to go tie or, you know, go for two and win the game right at the end on the road against a really talented defense. I mean, if you just look at their DBs, like you got X, you got Jalen Ramsey, you got Javon Holland. Like they have ballers all over the field, and then their front, their front sevens, arguably one of the most you know deep uh, front sevens in the league. So um, it's an ultimate challenge. And like you know, for Farva, Aiden, uh, he, uh, you know, it's his fourth. I think his fourth start. So um, it's it's a learning curve. It's the National Football League and quarterback. You know, Brogan, you know best. Like it's the hardest position to play in the NFL. So um, you know, for him, there's going to be growing pains, but. Yeah, literally at damn near any sport. No, I agree. But it's a learning process and it's a, you know, for him, you see him getting better. You see him making, you know, great plays. There's going to be some plays you want back, but um, we fully believe in Aiden. Um, we're, we're 100% behind him. And, uh, you know, for him, he holds himself to a really high standard. So, you know, we're, we're fully backing him and we, you know, we believe in him, you know, 100%. Yeah, you talk about Aiden Farva. Uh, fan favor here in the rush. But um, one thing that I saw in the game, when it came down to crunch time, they needed to go make a play is you went over and you talked to them. Can you tell the people a little bit what was your message? Because um, I was going to bring this up last episode, but one thing I remember when we played ball all the time, I loved it. It was when I'd come to the sidelines or you guys would come off the field and we're getting ready to take the field. You'd look at me like, let's fucking go, like go get some points on the board. like. And then when the offense starts cooking, you have that confidence, you have that um, – you have that belief inside your team, like, okay, I'm going to go do this for them. And when the offense starts cooking, I, you'll probably remember, Max, I come to the sidelines like, just get the ball. Just get a stop, and I promise you I will fucking score. Like, when you see that starting yeah. to come around, like, Aiden's going to start getting that that confidence and talking from, you know, offense side of the ball to the defensive guys and saying, I'm going to go make a play for you. What was your message like to him? Um, and honestly, I just love that you were talking to him because that, that just is so nostalgic for me. And I remember it just like it was yesterday, just those conversations with you on the sidelines. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent, you know, in his position, like I talked about, it's his fourth start. Um, he's had ups and downs, you know, on the day he's, you know, made some great throws. He had a couple that, you know, he wanted back. And, uh, at the end of the day, he got the fucking another chance to go down there and help us win the game. And, uh, my message to him was like, fuck whatever happened in the beginning fuck what happens after this i said just be present bro and go be your best like that's all that matters all that matters is this drive and go out there and be yourself and that's really what i was telling him and uh you know being a leader like in that position you know like i talked about it's not about just talking to the defense and getting the guys going and right, fuck it it's like i want to be able to you know make an impact it's you know especially on a young guy but make an impact yeah. on you know both sides of the ball and just get everybody rolling so um, yeah, you know, like I said, Aiden is a fucking dog and we all, you know, have a ton of love for him and, you know, we want him to be, you know, the player we know he can be. And uh, he's definitely going in that direction. So, yeah, that was my message. Just be present, uh, go out there and fucking go win the game. So, um, you know, we fell a little bit short, but 
Um, he made some big throws on that drive as well. So, um, you know, like you said, we got to bounce back. It's a fucking learning curve. We're going to keep growing and, uh, got to get, you know, got to get another one versus KC, you know, before the bye week. It's the biggest game of the year. So we got to go get a win. For sure. He said his, he went out there and set his dog balls right on the table, especially on the last drive. So that was good. Um, and also Hunter Renfro, he was out here performing today too. Some big plays down the stretch for Hunter. Um, God, he's the t- I call him the tax slayer because he is just fooling everyone. He's a CPA, just routing people up. I love it. Um, but for you, Max, to the defensive side of the ball, is this the best defensive unit the Raiders have had since you've been in the league? Like for you personally, is this the best unit that you guys have had? Or where does it rank if not? Yeah, I would say, that, you know, for sure right now. Um, like I said, you know, I say it all the time, but job's not finished. You know, we still got six games left. Uh, we're still putting together, um, you know, what we plan on doing. We have a lot of a lot of goals and aspirations as a defense. And, uh, you know, th- there's no doubt about it. You know, this is the best, you know, as far as, like, collective group um, and just going out there confidently. Like, we go on the field, there's the fucking balls down at the 10-yard line. There's a turnover. Like, we're there's no blinking. There's no panic. Everybody's like, let's get a fucking stop. We're not letting them in the fucking end zone. Like, regardless of what the situation is. And we just kept going back and doing it and doing it again and again. And, you know, we go out there. It's kind of been the theme of the year, like coming out in the second half and shutting people down. And uh, I feel like we did a good job. Like we held them to six points in the second half. You go back to the Chargers game, we held them to like, I think, three in the second half. There's just the Jets, you know, it goes on and on. Like there's a lot of, you know, a lot of examples of it. So our standard, we're setting that every single day, but we know we could be even better. So um, when you have a unit like that that's on the same page and communicates at a high level, like the sky's the limit. So yeah, we're definitely going the right direction. The Kobe not finished. Did you see Miles Garrett today rocking the hat? Say Kobe twenty twenty four jobs not finished hat after the game. <sighs> he's he stole my swag. He That's did. I, the first thing I thought of That's too crazy. was you when I saw it. But That's uh, hilarious. You'll yeah, have to see dope. it. Yeah, that's yeah. Dope. Kobe's, um, Kobe, you already know Kobe's the fucking <laughs> arguably the goat. Arguably. Great phrase. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Great phrase. Um, definitely something that we carry on here at the Rush very strongly. And apparently someone else in the AFC carries on strongly. That's also a question for you, Max. Um, the AFC West, you guys are sitting at third. Broncos uh, have now won over the Vikings tonight. But the AFC in general, do you think that's the best division in football? Is it better than the NFC? And if so, which AFC is it the AFC North or is it the AFC West? Which one is better in your opinion? Just curious. Um, I think it's just on opinion, to be honest. Like, if you go to the AFC North, you know, it's hard-nosed defensive football. You got the Ravens, Steelers, Browns, like all top five defenses. Um, When you're talking about AFC West, you're talking about top offenses, Chiefs. NBA West. Yeah, literally. Herbert, Russell Wilson. So, like, yeah, you know, they're polar opposites, I feel like. Um, but yeah, bro, like you said, like everybody's in the mix right now. We got six weeks left. Anything can happen. It's a week to week basis. So we just got to keep going, bro. We got to get this win and then go in the bye week, get our minds and bodies right. And let's see what, let's see what happens. It's about to get real. Absolutely. So let's look into next week, staying inside divisional opponent, the chiefs, Swifties are in full attendance. Obviously, the parents are meeting. I'll probably be standing next to Taylor next week. I heard they want to hang out during the game and be on the rush. So we'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Darian doesn't mean you I would. I can side with their political you side would. or anything like that. But you're gonna have uh, your bracelet on and everything. Yes, <laughs> but yeah. we'll be there. Uh, Max, what can the defense take from the game today uh, and carry on for another high-powered offense with the Chiefs? A lot of talent on that side of the ball. What are you guys carrying over? Yeah, you know, anytime you play Mahomes, uh, you know, you're playing the best. So I'm here. For us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, you know, for us, it's another challenge. We love it. You know, for me personally, I want to play all the best teams. I want to play all the best players and go out there and see how I stack up. So um, I love it. I take it as a challenge. I cannot wait. And I know the guys are excited. We're already talking about KC. You know, we're it is a 24-hour rule, but at the end of the day, shit, we got to get locked in, go get a win. Um, this game's in the past, but we took a lot from it. Um, I feel like our confidence is just continuing to grow. So, yeah, we're excited, bro. We can't wait. Back in the crib, Allegiant Stadium is about to be a fucking movie in that. 100%. We need them dogs barking. We need them dogs barking like they were on the defense side of the ball today and next week. And in order to bark like a dog, you need to stay hydrated. Stay hydrated with Zen Water, please. Yes. All of you. Don't forget to do that. Um, Max water. is actually putting Zen Water in his Gatorade bottle on the side sideline. So that's his uh, Max Crosby hidden secret juice, similar to Mike jo- <laughs> Mike uh, Michael Jordan. But Mike, Mike Jones? Michael yeah. Jones? Yeah. <laughs> Who? Who? <laughs> Mike uh, Jones. Let's get to the dog of the day. If they're barking, let's have them bark. Dog of the day. Dog of the day. Isaiah Polo Mao. Great pronunciation. That is 100% possibly incorrect or correct, but big Isaiah, young bull. <laughs> Darren, you can't fuck me up like that. I'm sorry. You know, I was I'm sorry. I'm not great with Hawaiian names. Dude, I was expecting it to be Bolo. Hey, you know what though? We're, hey, you know what? His name's gonna be starting to be remembered. He keeps making plays like that. No fact. We're gonna start calling him Polo G. Polo G. Yes. That might be his yes. new nickname. Yes. Come on now. Solo G. Isaiah. Dog of the day. I mean, it's a given. You know, this dude. Uh, no, unfortunately. Marcus Epps, my fucking brother, great leader, great player. He went down. He had a little shoulder issue. Um, Isaiah steps in, and the theme of the fucking day is don't blink. Theme of the last two months, don't blink. And uh, Isaiah comes in, has seven tackles, a pick, um, fucking steps up and makes huge plays right out the gate. So Isaiah was coming downhill. He was talking his shit, and uh, I love seeing it. You know, Isaiah is one of the hardest workers in the building. I'll stand on that. I'm not just saying that. Um, when it comes to doing extra work, he's one of the you know one of those guys I notice every single time. So I'm not surprised whatsoever, but I'm super excited for him. You know, he's a long rangey, um, you know, safety, and he can do a lot of things. So um, yeah, you know, he stepped in, and he's you know for me is a no brainer dog of the day. First play of the second half comes out, gets a fucking big interception. Um, so big shout out to him, Isaiah Polo G Polo G. Yeah, he's he is the dog of the day without a question. How hard is it for uh, someone to come off the sidelines cold, though, not game planning and come in and make an impact the way that Isaiah did today? Like, how do you stay prepped and how do you just wait for your moment, so to speak, for that? Well, I think it really comes down to your preparation. And uh, like I said, Isaiah is one of the hardest working dudes. So um, regardless of what's going on, he's, you know, he's a special teamer. So it's not like he's just standing around the whole time. He's a great special teamer as well. So 
I know he wants to play. He's excited to play every time he's out there. He's always got that, you know, that little swag to him, that Cali swag. And uh, he definitely showed up and showed out. So, um, like I said, it's a no-brainer. Dog of the day, Isaiah. Isaiah, dog of the day. Message to you kids. You can get on the playing field through special teams. So, anywhere you're valuable, fucking plug it in and place, baby. The standard is the standard. Right, Creel? Don't blink. The boys are cutting their eyelids off. (laughs) Word straight from Mike Tomlin. He said they're not even blinking. They're cutting their eyelids off. (laughs) Not today. Face asses. (laughs) No, not today. Uh Uh-huh. DT with the bragging rights. I, hey, I forgot about that. Matt, tell them. Mm-hmm. There's six weeks left. There's plenty yeah, of times for Browns and Browns. We split. Wait, did the Browns beat them both times? No. no they, they lost split. earlier. Oh, they no. split it. So yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that game. Should have so. been 2 0. Oh, hey, one thing that the to. fans have been hit, sitting at the edge of their seat about and waiting patiently, which we applaud you for doing, you have better patience than we do, is yeah. signed jerseys. So two game-worn, or even not game-worn, but they will be signed with the great penjament of Max Crosby, his Herbie Hancock all over that thing for you guys. So we have that here. We're going to announce those two winners right now. So thank Uh-oh. you for waiting and get juiced up because the boys are fucking geeked for it, okay? Nice. Let's go. Stop fucking playing. Alright, y'all. So, like like our boy Brogan said, we're going to be doing our 10K subscriber giveaway. Signed jersey. And we didn't just do two. We had to do three. Because you guys were fucking incredible in the comments. You showed love. You subscribed. You commented, liked. You're doing all the things we're asking, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. So, number one, we're going with Grumpy Old Vet. I mean, this guy, he's a legend. So, big shout-out to you, brother. We appreciate you. Salute, Grump. Showing love. Grumpy Old Vet. I mean, we got a ton of love for you. We appreciate you. So, we're going to get you dialed in. And then number two, we got Bobby Sampson. Let's go, Bob! We're sure. Bobby Samps, number two. Country Club. Country Club. Exactly. And uh, this one right here, I mean, obviously our first two are incredible. But number three, he's our bonus. I mean, this guy, he's already been mentioned on the show. He's come from the Wounded Warrior Project. You know, we got love for our veterans. Um, This man's a legend. Combat Infantry. We appreciate you, brother. We're getting you fucking dialed in. Signed jersey. Locked and loaded. Great guys. Great guys. Thank you, guys. That's that's the big three right there. We appreciate you. And if you guys can, as soon as you get the jerseys, take a picture, tag the Rush, tag tag Max. We'd love to get it out and about. We appreciate you guys. Like Max said, wouldn't be here without you. Thank you for being on the journey. Amen. Amen. What a big moment for him, huh? All right. 50,000 subscribers is the next milestone. All right. And we're putting them on a time crunch. We got to hit that before the end of the season if you want to reap these rewards. Okay. So... With this, it's two tickets to a game. You're going to get signed game cleats from the one and only and a quick meet and greet. And we'll figure out the logistics depending on, you know, before or after. But you're going to be able to meet Max here in person. Um, and, yeah, so we're going to be picking one individual uh, once we hit that 50,000 subscriber uh, mark. And uh, you and a plus one will be able to come out and enjoy a Raiders game. God, what a hell of a date, right? Get that and take your your significant other for a plus one, baby. This could be legendary. And big shout out to the whole fan base. We talked about 10K. We're already at 15K subscribers. So you guys are killing it. 
Let's fucking make this shit happen. We only eight that. episodes in. One hundred percent, man. You're hitting on it. So, um, okay. speaking of big moments, let's speak of big fucking sacks, Hunty. Show us your big sack. Show me your big sack. Big sack. Big 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 sacks. Show us your big sack, baby, please. Fantastic, fantastic play. We needed it. The, the team. I mean, we were pissed. The car, the Condor Cartel. If we're gonna call them it, we're gonna fucking own it at this point. All right. Yeah, the Cartel well, yes, was pissed you. last week about the intentional grounding. This week, you got yes. us back in hole. Okay. Um, we're sitting there. It was. Um, let me see here. We had three three minutes or eleven seconds left in the second quarter. You know, Dolphins second and nine. You come through with the big sack. Okay. Big sack. Big sack. Talk me through how this happened, and also, you know how important that is and how difficult it is to get a sack on a quarterback like two and in an offense like McDaniel, they, they, they're quick passes. They get the ball out quickly. Um, how pivotal and hard that was to get. Talk to us about yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, big moment, they're down there in our red zone. Uh, we got to make a big play. So got to give a big shout out again. I mean, Adam Butler, the man is always showing up, showing out big John Jenkins, helping me, you know, with the pressure up in the middle. Um, DBs, making him hold the ball a little bit more. I get a little little call from Marcus Peters. He's like, watch the crack. They they built a little UI action over there. So I'm, you know, alerting the crack toss. And my feet, like this is, I think it's my third sack that I've had in a two-point, which is rare because I didn't had none uh, in the years past. So um, I'm alerting the crack. I get off a little bit late, you know, getting ready for the run. I take off and I go with power and I hit him with a little long arm and he kind of flew back. And I felt Adam and John Jenkins pushing the pocket. So I just looped around um, to clean them up. And Tua's stumbling. Jank knocked his guard into the quarterback and he was kind of stumbling. So I came running in and uh, cleaned it up. So, yeah, it was a big play for us. But we talk about four equals one. 4D lineman equals one. We're a unit. We're all on the same page. If we do that consistently, we're going to win, uh, you know, win consistently. So, yeah, you know, that was it. It was just a four equals one type of rush. Um, finding a way to get home and just, you know, feeling, you know, when you rush together enough, we've been doing this since OTAs. We're doing it all season. You just have an understanding of where people are going to be, how certain guys rush, where the quarterback likes to step up. And, uh, you know, you got to give big credit to everybody up front. You know, it was a collective group sack. So, um, it was the big sack and uh, big, big play in the game. Big sack. Damn right. Oh, yeah. Ten and a half sacks on the season so far, man. You're cooking. Keep it up, bro. Double it's uh, double digi. Hunting double for that digi. top spot. I know you're no not question. into all of that. I know you're focused on the, the wins and the loss column. But, you know, uh, what is the most sacks you've had in a season so far, Max? I feel like I should know uh, that. but Yeah, most was last year. I had 12 and a half. So. Yeah, we got we got a lot of room, you know, to improve and go. So one at a time. That's that's it. One percent right. every day. I think the tackles are more impressive. The the um the graphic they threw up on Pat McAfee, the way, dude, you're like twenty. You're you have linebacker <laughs> type tackles. Yeah. Even AJ well, Hawk was like, like "What the?" Just, you can see AJ Hawk just go, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm in the '60s now. Just, I, and then a lot of my tackles come from just. Like there's obviously in the run game, you get a tackle, you know, credit a tackle on a sack, things like that. But like 
a lot of them come from just fucking running being relentless and running to the ball. Like, oh, there was yeah. a couple today where I ran fucking oh, 60 yeah. yards. I it fucking cracked. Yeah, yeah can we talk about that? Yeah, we, we can Your talk about that. Can we talk about how you, you yeah. sent the guy stiff? You're punching for the ball. Let's clarify. You're punching for the ball. You know, it was no malicious intent. It was, but it was not Superman malicious at all. the ball. Which ended up being his chin. His chin. <laughs> yeah. Did no, he wake honestly, up? Do we have an update? Has he, has he woken up yet? Yeah, he's good. He's good. He walked out the field slowly, but um, it was you know I had no idea what actually happened, and you could see like I don't know if you can see in the light, but my fucking hand cool. is all crazy. Yeah, right. um, but yeah, I seen the replay. I had no idea what happened in the time you know when it actually happened. I just seen the ball roll out. I thought it was a fumble, and uh, I ran straight to the sideline. So I didn't know what happened. I look at my phone after the game, like, bro, you fucking knocked the dude out. I'm like, what? And they show it in slow motion. I was just trying to punch the ball out, trying to get a turnover. And it just caught him right under the chin. And it was crazy ass play. I was blowing up the group uh, chat. Yeah, it it was a crazy ass play, but hopefully, you know, he's all good. Um, But yeah, you know, it's just football. You fucking, it's, you know, like I talk about, it's about being relentless and um, finding a way. So unfortunately he was down, but Fortunately, he got up and walked off the field, and he doesn't have any, you know, issues like that. So, yeah, just sometimes it just fucking happens in the heat of battle. Shit happens, and uh, you just got to keep rolling with the punches. Literally. literally yeah, literally. Yeah, literally. Roll the yeah, punches. It, it was crazy. Yeah, so uh, quick update on the foundation, the Max Crosby Foundation. Uh, I just want to say, you know, not only a Rushman, everybody that follows the show, but everybody involved, you know, fans of myself. Um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys showing love and support. Um, in the first week, we've raised over $30,000, which is awesome. Um, just off pure donations and, you know, getting you guys the t-shirts. Um, and also an update on that. There was, a, you know, people, there was a little confusion. My cousin's texting me, freaking out. He's like, <laughs> bro, what size is my t-shirt? It didn't give me an option. They will be sending you an email in the next few days. And they'll get all your information. You send over what size. So you guys are going to have the right T-shirts. So you don't have to worry about that. I'm glad you hit um, on that. But most importantly, we just want to give a big shout out to everybody supporting, showing love, um, you know, giving the foundation your hard-earned money um, for a great cause. And also, I want to give a special shout out to Michael Rubin, good friend of mine, legend. I mean, you don't legend, even have to legend. say anymore. The man is an absolute legend. Uh, we got a great relationship. And can't thank him enough. He made a very big donation. And um, that's not including, you know, that's on top of the $30,000 we already raised. So big Michael Rubin fan. The guy has been incredible to me. Uh, we met this offseason. Uh, we've been just building our relationship. And, uh, you know, I can't, you know, what he did is is incredible. So um, him showing love and support for, you know, a greater cause is, you know, that's what you want your friends for. Your friends to support you. You support your friends. And a guy like that, you know, with his stature, um, going out of his way to, you know, help my foundation is incredible. So. Got to give a big shout out to Michael Rubin on top of all the beautiful, incredible fans we have already. So thank you guys. Thank you, everybody. Shout That's out. amazing. Yeah, unreal. Great cause, great foundation. Um, huge shout out to Michael Rubin. Huge shout out to all the Rubicon family for that matter. Um, and since he's such a giving man, we can't wait for our extended invite to the next all-white party. I know they'll be dying to have the Rush family in there. So, uh, yes. yeah, we'll be there. Yes. Us and Odala, Devin Booker yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I'll be shooting step backs. Yes. 
Fuck then it. we can actually have that heated uh, uh, debate with them on who's the best uh, basketball player of all time. But that's neither here or there. So yeah, we'll get to that at some point. Um, Max, really quick, before we wrap everything else up, want to look ahead. Big week against the Chiefs. There's always fireworks when you guys are playing. I know you and Mahomes have a lot of respect for each other. Everyone saw on the Netflix series quarterback, you guys chirping. Um, they love playing that back every single time, I feel like now. But um, yeah. Yeah, there's there's just so much competition. You th- you look back at all the greats. Um, Aaron Rodgers got into it with Nadamika Sue. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of respect there, but just a full-on battle. What can you expect this week going into it? Um, and how big of a game is this for you guys in Las Vegas? Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't get any bigger. You know, for us, backs against the wall. We're five and six now. We got to get back to 500 um, before we go to the bye week. So we know what the Chiefs bring. They're uh, two-time Super Bowl champions with Mahomes at quarterback. So um, they're the best of the best. And uh, for us, get back home. Uh, it's going to be an incre- you know, incredible environment. I know it's going to be fucking rocking in the Legion. And uh, you can't, you know, you can't make it any any better. You know, for me, like I said earlier, I want to play against the best. Um, I want to play in the biggest games, biggest moments. Um, and this is just another one. So I'm super fired up. Got to get a win. And, uh, you know, I know the guys are fired up as well. So it's going to be it's going to be a war for sure. I'm, I'm interested. I can't wait. Can't wait to be there. Can't wait to hear how loud it's going to be. Raider Nation, uh, Condor Cartel, everyone in full attendance. So once again, if you got your signs there, come say what's up. We'll be in attendance. Um, but we love the, the support and can't wait to hear how loud it gets for them boys. So going to be a big, big week. Lock back in, 24-hour rule. I know Max is ready. The boys will be ready to cook. Get the defense cooking all over again. And um, another thing that should be cooking is that mailbox, Darian. We got some mm-hmm. mail from our from our uh, Condor cartel. They're Talk firing. They are firing. They're firing. Let's go. All right. I got four questions for us today. Uh, we're going to start it off with Jay Seasons 23. Jay Seasons. Um, are you going to come Jordan, out? Go. <laughs> LeBron. Okay, LeBron. The GOAT. LeBron went off tonight, by the way. Let's just, he went off tonight. What do you do? Talk to him. He was just chitter chatting, you know, with his son in attendance saying, sit down, Brian. Let me give you a few pointers. Here's a few, a free tutorial for you. Front row. Hey, honestly, I don't know what Dylan Brooks is doing. Trying to, trying to piss him off. Bark up that tree. It's just not. not Never works. Never has. Never will. Stay on the porch with the puppies. This is where the big dogs are at. Anyway, right. back to our J Seasons two support. three. Are you going to come out with any personal merch? Ooh. Great question. I mean, shit. We've been talking about it. We um, have. I mean, we could just do a fucking breaking news right now. But big merch on the way. Big merch. Big merch. Big merch announcement. Uh, my brother, one of my best friends, childhood friend, Nick Felix. Uh, the man, you know, the man behind the madness. Uh, he's done a lot of great merch for his own company and his own brand. And uh, we're whipping up some special, special shit right now. So uh, we got some stuff coming ASAP in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be doing a huge drop. Um, you know, for future reference, we're going to be doing, you know, including merch drops, um, you know, with, you know, amount of subscribers we get at 50K. We might throw you a T-shirt, some shorts on top of it. But we want to do this shit 100% our way. Um, for me, it's not just dropping a T-shirt with the you know the logo on it. For me, I want it to be 100% my type of you know style and flavor. So uh, we got some dope shit coming. Um, it's not just shirts. We got shorts, jumpsuits, all type of shit. So we want to get the fans you know what you guys want, 
and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fire. So we're fired up about it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, let's go next one. It's from it's your favorite Aaron. Uh, why number ninety eight? Why number ninety eight? So Good I was question. number ninety two. I was number ninety two in college. Uh, I wanted to rock the ninety two when I got to the Raiders, but I was a fourth round pick. In the John Gruden era, the rookies, you don't get to pick your number. You know, they're a little bit more spoiled nowadays. So, You didn't have to set a price point for that jersey? Hell no. Absolutely not. This this is your jersey number and you're taking it. (laughs) So I see 98, and uh, I was like, who else is 98 in the league? Who else is 98 all-time grades? There's not many out there. So for me, when I got 98, I was like, this is going to be my shit. I'm going to make this, you know, special and legendary. So when I got 98, I embraced it. I love that number. Um, it's exactly who I am. And uh, I fucking love 98. So that's how it happened. It was given to me. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if it was the equipment guys that were like, ah, 98 might look right on this uh, super skinny white dude with no beard at the time. But um, they made it right. And I love 98. So that's how I got it. You grew into it. Yeah. We, we, Making we, it your own number. 100%. All right, third question from Troy Maldos. Besides football, what are some of your sober activities that you enjoy? Sober activities, okay. Um, you know, you guys know me. I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. So when I'm not, you know, obviously my routine is number one. First off, I do it every single day, all year round. You know that. When I have a little leisure time, I like smoking my cigars. Big cigar guy. You know, I got my own, you know, humidor in this room, actually. Uh, so big into cigars. I like going to eight lounge, big shout to, uh, Giuseppe, yeah. my guy, the owner over there. Um, you know, me and Mark Davis, Marshawn Lynch, you know, we, we smoke some stogies in the off season, chop it up. Um, so yeah, I like smoking cigars. I like also hosted at your wedding, right? They had a little spot. Yes. We had a full setup and that's another one. Eight lounge. You brought the girls out yeah. chopping up cigars for us. And I think I had a fucking cigar lit from start to finish the whole entire time. Man. So I didn't hear a voice. No yeah, I, didn't, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't speak. It was the wedding. So we had to do it 100% right. I'm with and, um, yeah, Darian had, I think, two in his hand at one point. Yeah, he was double fisting. He was double fisting. And, uh, yeah, it was just legendary. So I love smoking cigars. I love playing 2K and Madden. Those are, like, my two go-to games. Like, I love competing naturally. So no matter what it is, like, I like going, I'll go online. Like, if my buddies are on online or whatever, I'll yeah. go and play 2K. And just play somebody online and just fucking give them the business. And then Madden, it's the same thing. You know, I'm out there scheming. I'm on my offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator type shit. Yeah. So I like playing some video games as well. Um, but besides that, honestly. UFC fights. I lo- Yeah, I mean, yeah, going to fights. That's another one. Um, I go to a ton of UFC fights, and especially in the offseason. I literally try to go to every one I can. Yeah. Uh, I traveled with Dana a few times this offseason. Went to Boston, London, and uh, Miami. Speaking mm. of Miami, went to Miami as well. So I like traveling with those guys. Dana, another great friend of mine. You got uh, to meet Donald legend. Trump in Miami, speaking of which. Yes, I got to meet him a couple times, uh, you know, through Dana, which was insane. And, um, yeah, you know, for me, I like just doing things that I love. I love competing, so I play some video games. If I'm not competing actually on the field, I like competing online, in the, you know, on the game. Or I like going to UFC fights because I love fighting. I box. I do some MMA. Um, so yeah, I'm just always, I love watching competition and things like that. So there's about three right there that I'll give you. And, um, yeah, I just keep it simple and keep it wrong. 
Real quick, Max, you hang with Dana, which we've known about for a while, but you guys have built a really good relationship. I know you call him Uncle Dana. Being around successful people like that, um, is that something you do like in, intently? Like, do you try to surround yourself with people that are successful who build their own brands? Um, do you try to do that like strategically? Obviously, the relationship and what you guys have formed is organic and natural, but um, just seeing the way he operates and just continues winning in life in general, is that important to you? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, you know, it's, I think everyone knows this quote, but it's like, you become who your friends are. And, uh, for me, obviously y'all, my fucking brothers killing shit, working your ass off. Like that's the type of people I like surrounding myself with. Um, but yeah, Dana, um, you know, we just organically started a relationship. I love the UFC. I would go to all the fights and we just ran into each other a couple of times and I never asked him for anything. Like I would come to the fights, get, you know, get tickets, do my thing. Um, and I just let it happen organically. Like, um, and then over the years, he's just, we became cooler and cooler. He invited me to the Super Bowl party at his house. I got to meet his, all his people and his family. And then he comes up to me as me and Rachel and Ella are leaving. And he's like, he's like, uh, come on this trip with me. I'm going to Boston for the week. Um, going to Southie. We're going to go to this boxing gym. I got, a, you know, King, King Callum Walsh, big shout out to him. Great up and coming boxer. You know, he's working with him as well. Um, and, you know, supporting his career, get him on UFC fight pass. Um, but yeah, like just being a part of that and going on trips like that with him, we go to Boston then we go straight from Boston, fly to London. We go out, like shit like that is like unbelievable. It's like shit I dreamed of, but, um, it just happened organically. So like, honestly, my advice to everybody is just like, you know, my biggest thing I thought, that I live by is like, I never want to owe anybody anything. Like for me, I want relationships to have happen naturally. I don't ever want to be like, all right, I'm gonna try to be cool with Dana so I can get in with these guys. Like that was never my plan. I just wanted, you know, I wanted to meet him and that was it. And we became cool and did our thing. Same thing with Ruben. Um, you know, Ruben's the same shit. Like I just want to meet Ruben. You see him with a bunch of successful people. He's doing great things. He's in the, you know, in the sports business and, uh, we just, you know, became cool. And now we're, we're doing some things together. I'm big announcement coming, but we're not going to announce that yet, but yeah, we're doing <laughs> a lot of cool shit together. And, um, uh, you know, for me, and just being around people like that, super successful, you know, self-made type of people. I like having those people around me at all times because that's where I want to go. I told Dana that on our trips, like he's just dishing out hundreds to everybody and um, doing all this cool shit. And I told him, I'm like, listen, Dana, like, I'm not here to just like be a part of the posse and be cool. Like, I want to do what you do when I'm 50. Like, I want to be able to take a PJ and go and do these things with my family and do all this. Mm -hmm. And he's like, all right, bet. So for me, it's like, almost like I was job shadowing in a way and like, and guys like that motivate me. I want to be as successful as I possibly can to maximize, you know, not just my football career, but my off the field, you know, adventures as well. Job shadowing. That's a good way to put it. He, um, and it's organic. Like I said, you guys actually have a, a friendship. I, I'll remember it to this day, obviously, but when I was blessed enough to go alongside with you, we got to go see the ultimate fighter meet McGregor. But I remember this day we were, when we rolled into the fight, um, Dana looked at you and we rolled in your Wraith, the Rolls Royce. And he said, let me see what that hundred million dollar contract got you. Show me that car. Show me that car. And we walked around yeah. the whole building, like trying to show Dana the ride and just like him being curious and involved in your life and the cool things that you get to splurge on yourself. He wanted to see and just obviously see you smile and be happy about something that you uh, were able to achieve. So that relationship goes a long way. And just something I remember, just something small and funny, but um Man, shout out to Uncle Dana. He'll be on the pod here shortly. Don't you guys wait. Yeah, yeah, no question. He's going to be on here ASAP. 
Uh, but yeah, he's just genuine, bro. That's the one thing I can say. He's genuine. He cares about his circle. He doesn't care about, about what everybody says about him, all this shit. He just lives 100% true into himself. And that's something I can learn from him uh, that I've taken away from him is that he just like, fuck what everybody has to say. Majority of the time, people are going to want to bring you down, especially the more success you have. And a guy like him, he's like, listen, just stay true to you. The only person that matters at the end of the day is like yourself. If you're happy and you know you're doing good things and great things, like all the negative shit is whatever. Like that's always going to come and go, whatever. But if you are true to yourself and happy with yourself and you go to bed and you got great people around you, like you're going to live a great life. So um, that's definitely, you know, some things I'll take it from him. I, I got so much love for him. Hell yeah. It's powerful shit right there, D, you know? I love that. His, his, he had that uh, a viral post that was going around because he was on with Theo Vaughn. But the shit, he, he was talking his shit. And I was like, I'm sitting there bobbing my head like, fuck yeah. Something in Peloton me. He said, I swear he was. But no, I mean, you don't hear that anymore. But someone that stands on their morals and they're not going to bend for anybody. Um, yeah, you are to, you are who you are when the camera's on and when it's off. And that, that yep. says a lot about a man. So 100%. I respect that. Amen. Greatest commissioner yeah. in all sports. If you, if that's yeah. even what you call Dana, but yeah, I mean he's yeah, call him the, he's Don. the greatest fight promoter, the Don. I mean he's the Don Soprano. Yes. <laughs> so that's actually segues us into our last question. Um, who will be a oh, Raider production? Asks us who will be the first special guest on the show. I mean, another breaking news. It's going to be Uncle Dana, no Let's doubt go. about it. We've already talked about it. Um, I've mentioned it to him. He's like, fucking absolutely. So we'll get the studio set up at the crib. We'll get the whole gang out. Yes. And we'll fucking have Uncle D in the house. And uh, definitely looking forward to it. We're going to talk about a lot of shit. So it's going to be oh, exciting. Yeah. Love that. And I think that'll be a little segue for later on down the down the road, a few episodes. We can talk about what the evolution of all of this is. Right. No doubt. Um, no doubt. But I think these were, I mean, four fantastic fucking questions from the from from our rush mail today so appreciate you guys um for for sending this out thank you give them all a round of applause good Good question condo cartel thank you come come that's a that's a tongue twister all right y'all you know selfishly this is my favorite fucking segment of the show we got our three rushmen of the week. It's about to go down. Okay, <laughs> Brogan. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're, about, we're about to do the rushmen of the week. So big shout out to these three guys. We got three special players, balling, playing at an elite level. We're going to start with number three. We got Jonathan Allen. Vet, seven years. Dude is a fucking menace. Absolute monster against the run, the pass. He's been one of the most consistent uh, interior rushers in the league uh, since he's came in. Today, four tackles, one and a half sacks, two TFLs, two quarterback hits. Um, Comes to no surprise, the dude is active. He's always all around the ball. He's just one of those guys that, like I said, it's not just about pass rushing. He can dominate in the run. He can dominate in the pass. He causes turnovers. He causes issues for offenses, regardless of where he lines up. So, Jonathan Allen, big salute to you. Got a ton of respect for what you've done in your career so far. Um, one of the best, you know, interior guys in the league. So big shout out to you, Jonathan Allen. Number two, this man has been balling this year. I think he's close to double digits now. He might be double digits, maybe, or I don't know. We got to do the fact checking, Creole, Darian. Um, but Leonard Floyd, 
We're going to go with Leonard Floyd. This dude has been balling this year, like I said. Four tackles, two and a half sacks, two TFLs, three quarterback hits today. Um, he's been balling all year. He's uh, extremely athletic. He's a long, rangy, athletic defensive end. And he's one of the better guys in the league uh, right now. Um, there's no doubt about it. The stats don't lie. The film doesn't lie. Um, he's been consistent getting out to the quarterback uh, since week one. So, yeah, Leonard Floyd, he's been in the league. I think he might be year seven as well. He might yeah. be year seven. Drafted in 2016, and he has nine and a half sacks. Yeah, nine and a half sacks. So there you go. Um, on the year? Yeah, nine yeah. and a half on the year. Damn. He's been stepping up. I think he was one of the most underrated signings this offseason. Obviously, Vaughn had to you know miss the first few weeks. Yeah. He stepped up in that role, and uh, he's just been thriving. Uh, he's on one of the better defenses, but – you know, that dude just continues to keep showing up. And um, there's no doubt about it that, you know, he's only getting better as, you know, time goes on. So big shout out to Leonard Floyd. That's number two. But number one, just played him two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, friend of mine, I got, you know, sent some jerseys over to him in New York. Um, he's been getting better and better. We got to go with Kayvon Thibodeau, number one. Uh, today again. Five tackles, two sacks, two TFLs, three QB hits, a pl- uh, pass deflection. Um, you just see him continuously getting better and better. And a guy like him, I think he's got double digits uh, double digits now. In his second year, he's continuously improving on a weekly basis. So a guy like that, he's obviously got all the talent. He's top, I think, top five pick. I yes. believe he's top yes. five pick. Yep. He's number uh, five. He's number five. He wears number five. And uh, you see what he's doing. He's just balling. And uh, – you know, they're, they're obviously struggling right now, which makes it even harder, you know, because you're not, you know, their offense, they got a third string quarterback playing right now. So you don't have as many opportunities, but he's still finding a way. So uh, my hat's off to Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, we, we talk here and there. We played in a celebrity little uh, basketball game in Vegas. Um, he's a hell of a player and he's only getting better. So our number one rushman of the day, Kayvon Thibodeau. Big shout out to you, brother. There you go. We have to hold it down for the rushman. Big shout out to the rushman. That's a good list. Yeah, All right, y'all. We appreciate you. This is episode eight of The Rush with Max Crosby, my co-host, my brother, Brogan Roback, Darian Terrell, Dustin Creel, Slime on the production, Nick in the background with his gang. We got a lot of great shit going on, and we just want to say thank you to the fans. Like I said before, we're at 15,000 subscribers now. We're continuously going up. The comments, the likes, everything y'all are doing amazing and you're showing so much love and support we just want to say we appreciate you we're going to keep this shit rolling we're going to continue pumping out content continuing improving uh, we love you guys the condor cartel or is that what we're calling them condor cartel. A, we're rolling with it so we love you guys we appreciate you obviously everybody involved we love you guys without y'all it'll be impossible this is episode eight of the rush and we're out of this month peace, peace. Oh, oh, oh.